Welcome to the Access Rosedale podcast, a monthly conversation for church leaders to gain insight into the vision, culture, and practices of Rosedale Baptist Church. My name is Stephen Miller. I am your host. And today I have with me two great guys who I love, who are awesome. Steve Smith, our executive pastor, and we have the one and only Robbie Ellis, who is our connections pastor, missions pastor, and a lot of other things here on our staff. Very excited to have you guys with us. Excited about this episode. Why don't you guys say hello to our audience? Hey, it's good to be here. And Pastor is out of town today. And so we thought we'd bring in Robbie Ellis to be kind of the third voice on this particular podcast. But he adds so much to this conversation. And I'm looking forward to the topic of today. Yeah, same same here. I'm really looking forward to talking about our our topic today without revealing it. So, um, yeah. Uh, Robbie, it's great to have you. Steve, it's great to have you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's going to be fun. And uh, we work together. Uh, Robbie, why don't you share kind of your journey here at Rosedale, uh, how you came here, how your family came here, and uh, maybe a little bit more into what you do here at Rosedale. Sure. So my family and I have been here for, man, it's almost four years now. And um, just love Rosedale, love Pastor Tool and the ministry here, the outreach here in Baltimore. Um, I help out um, in a few different areas here. Missions uh, would be one, um, the Spanish ministry here at Rosedale. And then um, here recently, our Connections ministry, which I'm really excited about. Great to have you guys here. Today, we're going to begin kind of a series of talks about our staff core values. We have six of them, and we're just going to talk about the first two because really uh, we can spend a long time talking about each one, so we thought we'd try to put two in each episode. So this episode, the next month's episode, and then uh, the following episode will be all about our staff core values, breaking them down, talking about kind of who we are. That's what this podcast is all about who we are and how we function, our vision, culture. And to me, there's nothing more foundational, Steve, than our our staff core values to kind of share who we are. Why don't you share with our audience kind of the first two that we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, the first two that we're going to be talking about today is that we as a staff honor Christ and his church, and we always support the team. As Pastor Steve said, that we have six core values, and this is specifically our staff core values. And uh, as we approached core values a couple of years ago, about a little over a year ago, we wanted to identify not what we want our core values to be, but we wanted to identify what are our core values and then and then how can we how how can we put them in some phrases that our staff can consistently remember number 1 and then number 2 how can this be used as a training tool for new staff as they're onboarding so that we can walk through hey this is who we are uh, even in an interview process this is who we are as a, as a staff and if you're going to come on to our staff this is what our expectations are for our core values and so we started uh, just as a staff uh, putting together a whole bunch of statements uh, statements that that uh, what what are the descriptive words and statements that we talk about all the time uh, around a conference room table. And we came up with a list of uh, well over 30 different things and thought, that's too many to memorize. And uh, so we started categorizing those 30 plus items 
and came up with the six core values that we talk about all the time, that we use those phrases consistently in meetings, that, that we, we drive everything through the prism of. In fact, uh, even our staff evaluations are, are set up based upon the six core values that we have. And one of the things I like about Pastor Robbie is he, he really helps us with a lot of structure. And I think him talking about these core values is really going to be helpful uh, as we move forward and give the, the heart of who we are as a staff. Yeah. I, you know, when we think about core values, uh, really for me, I kind of look at them as kind of behaviors. Okay. So as a staff member, like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Um, how am I supposed to be, how am I supposed to behave? Um, and I really love the fact that we took the time to outline kind of, this is what we want you to do. This is how we want you to be. This is how we want to operate. And really what I think is interesting is since we've kind of, uh, implemented these values, I think it was about what, maybe a year ago or so now. Yeah. Um, I think if I, if I recall correctly, we had these 30 plus items written down on a sheet of paper and then it's like, okay, now what do we do with them? Yeah, and then absolutely. all of a sudden this guy named Pastor Steve Miller showed up Come on. on our property. And one of the first projects that he did was he took those 30 items and narrowed them down to these six kind of catchy statements, but things that are memorable, things that are that, that have action to them and things that we can apply directly to our lives. And, and certainly that was a big project that, that you took on and has been a big help to our staff. Yeah, and I love the fact that we didn't just like write them down, you know, and and kind of put them on a wall. Um, I think the reason why we're even doing this episode is because these are important to us. They are threaded throughout our culture. Uh, we often refer to them, you know, like in a meeting or something where we'll say, hey, don't forget to, and we'll say one of the core values or don't, you know, remember that we, and we'll share one of the core values. So it's really permeated our culture, and I think it's been great for our team. So... We want to talk about the first two uh, today, and the first one actually is we honor Christ and his church. Now that seems kind of, you know, cliche. Of course you're supposed to do that, right? What church staff wouldn't honor Christ and his church? But really when you break that down, that really is helpful as a value because it helps our decision making. It helps drive what we do, and it questions our motives. Pastor Robbie, why don't you elaborate a little bit more on we honor Christ in our church and how does this look practically in our day-to-day as a staff? Yeah, so value number one uh, for us is we honor Christ um, in his church. And not go, not to go back to the previous conversation, but I think out of any of these Definitely this first one is one where you really need to understand the importance of a core value, that it's your fundamental belief. I almost think of it as as a guide. And you, Pastor Steve, made reference to this. It is how we behave in, in, in a way on staff, but it's our guide. We look at these values as our guide. I, I One time I went to um, a waterfall, and we hired a guide to take us down under the waterfall and we had to follow him. I mean, if we did not follow him, we would have been lost in the water, but we followed this guide all the way under the waterfall into a cave. In the same way, these core values are our guide. We, we follow them to the point where when we're setting up a, an event here at Rosedale or, or um, any sort of project that we're working on, 
Um, it is on the event planning sheet. You know, what, what, what is the why? Why are we doing this? But we keep these six values in mind as we're setting it up. And I can't think of a, a better place to start with, hey, what are we all about? Well, we're all about this. We're all about honoring Christ um, in his church. Yeah, absolutely. I think this one um, speaks so much to motive. Okay, why? Why? I think our intentions, Steve, as pastors are always to, and I always want to honor Christ. But even in the ministry, even as church leaders, we can uh, have the wrong motives in what we're doing. And so this kind of brings us back centered. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can even struggle with that. You know, wrong motives of, of why I'm doing something. Uh, maybe so, hey, maybe so the boss can see what I'm doing. Or maybe, you know, uh, people will see kind of a, how good I am or whatever. We all struggle with that. This centers us. Um, Steve, I know this one's important to you. Why don't you just take a minute and talk about, you know, when you think about this first core value, honoring Christ in his church, kind of where does your mind go? It goes to one word that we've talked about a whole lot as a pastoral staff, and that, that word is simply authentic. It's a word that we kind of highlighted for an entire year in our staff meetings and various different aspects of that word authentic. Anytime that we bring a new pastoral staff member on, we 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 obviously recognize that that they're going to say the right things. Yeah, we honor Christ in His church. I mean, sure, that that's a great core value. It, it, it's a nice thing to say, but at the end of the day, as an executive pastor, I have a lot of things on my plate, and I can I can I think through the prism of a lot of different avenues. And if I'm not careful, and I think you've just said the word right word centered, I need to stay centered on. Man, I'm authentic. I, I, I'm I'm honoring Christ in His church through everything that I do. I I can get involved with a whole lot of details and a whole lot of application of of different ministries and things, and forget to really spend time on the most important thing, and that's honoring Christ in His church. Yep. And, and the way that we do that is, first of all, when when a new staff member comes on. Uh, we're we're going to talk about your most important job as a pastoral staff member at Rosedale Baptist Church is to pastor. Uh, your most important job isn't the job description that follows after that. Your most important job is to pastor. And always remember your role as a pastor first. It's keeping us centered, as you said, Steve, uh, making sure that we're pastoring before we're doing anything else, making sure that we, we don't lose the emphasis of who we are as pastors of what God has called us to be. I love that. I love what you said. It's almost like asking yourself the question, okay, how can I honor Christ in his church? I think all these core values can be rephrased into a question. Okay, we do this, but how do I do this? I want to take it even further, though, because I think that honoring Christ in his church like you said, Steve, starts with pastoring. And that's absolutely, when we walk on this property, when we're interacting with people, the people that God brings to our church, that's important. But I think also we have to honor Christ and his church with our own personal lives, in our devotion time, in time we spend with God, in how we as individual uh, leaders and men live our lives, how we treat our family. Are uh, you suggesting that pastors could struggle in this area? Yeah, yes. Uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Absolutely. Um, I think, honestly, that's probably one of the, could be, one of the biggest struggles is that ministers aren't ministering to themselves. They are spending all their time ministering to others, and they're forgetting to honor Christ and his church in 
in their own personal lives. I'm talking about, man, spending time with the Lord. And I know, man, we're kind of getting, you know, Robbie a little elementary here, but I think it's good, right? Because I think it's good for pastors to even, not even pastors, Christians. I'm a Christian and I need to honor Christ in my, in the way I live, in my walk, spending time with him, um, in, in what I'm putting before my eyes, my ears, all these different things. To me, how can we minister to others if we ourselves are not in a right relationship with Christ? Robbie, do you? That's right. I think um, the big word here and the first core value, honor Christ, is, is the word honor to me. And so we want to honor Christ in all that we do. We don't want to put on a show. We want it to be manufactured. Uh, we don't want to create something within ourselves, but that it's a natural overflow is something that we say here a lot as well. Uh, we serve out of the overflow of our heart. We want it to be real to us. I think of the story in John 12 where Mary broke open um, that, that, that box uh, of ointment on Jesus' feet and actually says she broke it. And maybe we ask ourselves, why did she do that? I think it was to get every one of the things. Um, possibly that she wanted to get every drop out. Um, she wanted to honor him in that way. And, and so as we serve, man, let's do it with all that we have. Um, but it can't be something, again, manufactured. It has to be something that comes from within. And I think out of that honoring then comes a series of things that we do. And, and, and first in line with definitely honoring his church and then take, pastoring them, taking care of them, uh, meeting, uh, meeting their needs. And, and so I, I do think uh, into this definitely comes, um, uh, man, we have to have it. It has to be something real to us. Yeah, I think what you said, uh, ministry out of the overflow, we can't fill up other people if we ourselves are empty. And being authentic, as you said, Steve, keys, keys in honoring Christ in our church. Practically, as we kind of break this down, how this looks, as I mentioned before, is we are spending time with Christ ourselves. We are walking with Christ. We are praying. We are treating our families good. Uh, we're loving our wife and spending time with, with her making sure that she is where she needs to be. All of these things play into being able to then live out this core value of honoring Christ and his church. And I would encourage any church leader listening to this episode, um, man, if you find yourself ministering and pouring into people so much and leading so much that you're leaving yourself dry, man, I would encourage you to really reset your life and allow God to fill you and, and live out of that overflow, as you mentioned, Robbie, so that you can pour more into people. So we honor Christ and his church, and there's practical ways that we do that. We are pastoring people. We are loving people, regardless of our title. That's not uh, necessarily important as much as it is just loving and pastoring people. Core value number one, we honor Christ in his church. Let's talk about number two. Number two. Uh, core value number two is we always support the team. Man, I, j I just love our team that we have here at Rosedale. Um, in, in the team, we, we have a lot of talent. So if you look at our team, we have a lot of talent on staff. Um, um, and then two, we have, a, we have a lot of guys that are uh, man, they they just specialize in one area, but when you put all of the pieces together, like any good team, it kind of gels and it comes together, and we accomplish so much more um, as a team. And so we say here all the time, let's let's support the team. Actually, one of the quotes that that's given a lot here um, in staff meetings and even in, in the hallway is, you know, 
And not one of us is as smart as all of us together. Um, when we all come together is when we make our best decision. And so whether it's planning events, uh, whether it actually comes down to the event itself, uh, the day of, I mean, we, we come together as a team and, and, and serve each other and, with the end goal of, of just that meeting our goal. I mean, to me, I couldn't agree more. Our team is so talented. God has brought so many people here, but also us working together. We've seen God accomplish a lot of, of things. Steve, why don't you take a moment and talk about why we wanted this to be one of our core values? Why is this important? Is is it because there are times when teams don't support each other? Are, are you seeing me light up over here? Uh, I, this is so important to our culture that I, I could spend quite a bit of time talking about it, and we'll, we'll try to keep it succinct here. Uh, but this, this value of teamwork, we've had the opportunity over the last several years uh, to have quite a few different churches bring some of their staff to us, and we'd love to make opportunities for other churches to do that in the future uh, where, where they come and learn from some of the things that we're doing. And, uh, you know, from Pastor Tool having uh, a lot of uh, success over 20 years, uh, we, we've figured a few things out and praise the Lord for that. And, and But the thing that we consistently hear is we want that teamwork. We want to function as a team, but right now our ministry with the staff members, that we all have this, this silo-driven mentality. And what I mean by that is that we all function in our own area, but we never interface about decisions. I can't speak into someone else's area, and I don't want them speaking into my area. And we're finding that many, many churches function this way. And what we have found internally is that when we function as a team, it brings the best out of all of our ministries. And so when we're sitting in meetings and Steve uh, Miller runs kind of the, the Sunday experience, if you will, uh, when people come into uh, church on Sunday morning, what are they going to see? What are they going to feel? What are they going to hear? Uh, Pastor Steve has a lot to do with that. Uh, but, you know, Pastor Robbie can speak into that in meetings uh, because, hey, I, I see this. What about this? And, and Pastor Steve does not know well, that's not that's not your area. I've got this. Don't worry about it. No, man, we, we, we collectively, collaboratively work on those things together. But it starts at the top. Uh, it, it starts with the pastor. And if the pastor isn't on board, it's very difficult to implement a culture of teamwork without the pastor being on board. And Pastor Tool definitely is. He's not in the room today, so we can talk about him a little bit. Uh, but Pastor Tool has brought big decisions and decisions that many pastors would just make uh, and not even think twice about, but big decisions he, he has brought to the team and allowed us to speak into those decisions to, to help make the best decision. I, I remember one specific incident. I, I won't give all of the details, but he came in with a very specific opinion about what should happen in this, in, 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 as a result of this particular situation. He brought it to the team. And after talking about it for several minutes, probably 30 minutes to an hour, the collective wisdom was we needed to handle it a different way. And what we did was we handled it a different way. Now imagine that, pastors. You have a, a strong opinion about something should be handled a specific way, and yet the team speaking in helps you to see maybe a better way. Maybe God uses those guys that 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 you have hired, that has, you've allowed to come onto your staff to give you wisdom, because in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. 
And it's been amazing to see how our team really gels and, and we take it very seriously. So if we're bringing a new team member on, we always tell them, okay, Pastor Robbie, if you're coming on to be a connections pastor, uh, that that's a great thing. We we want you to uh, to run our connections ministry, our missions. Here's your job description. But just as importantly as your job description is the fact that you have a seat at the table. And what we mean by that is a a seat at at the the team table where we collaboratively many times walk through different things. And so if, if, if Pastor Robbie's running an event, hey, I can speak into that event. If I'm running an event, Pastor Robbie can speak into that event. And it is, it is a fabulous way to get real wisdom and discernment with what we're doing. Yeah, and I would say it does not come natural, okay? Because I think each one of us are leaders in our own right. We have the ability to lead and honestly to accomplish a lot outside of the team. Um, I think it has to be intentional. You have to be intentional about supporting and collaboration uh, when it comes to your team. One of the things we wrote down in this core value was this, teamwork is being together, not the same. And one of us is not greater than all of us. Teamwork is being together, not the same. We're not always the same. Like you mentioned, Steve, we don't always necessarily agree inside the meeting when we're discussing something. But I'll tell you what, when that meeting is over and a decision's been made, we all are on the same page. And, you know, I think practically how this breaks down, supporting the team is when a decision's made that maybe didn't go the way that you want, you don't go to another teammate in his office and say, I can't believe, can you believe what Robbie, you know, why doesn't he see it my way? We don't do that. That's not supporting the team. Um, When when somebody asks you to kind of help or volunteer in an event that they're doing, say, oh, it's not my area. That's a that's a big no-no around here, right? Um, everybody collaborates. Everyone is involved. If you're on a staff and you feel like, man, there's kind of silos and everyone does their own thing and I don't know what to do, you know, um, I would say this. Bring a solution that will help bring the team together. Don't just sit there and complain to people about how much your team is not together, but say, what can I do? Maybe, maybe send out a text to the entire team say, Hey, who wants to go to lunch today? You know, little things like that, that we've done over and over again, helps our team to stay close, helps our team to work together. And Robbie, I would love for you to kind of bring some perspective on what we're talking about here. Well, I would just, I would just say this. I think, um, we need each other. We need each other. I mean, we're gifted differently. Uh, we definitely have different personalities on our staff, but uh, we need each other. And if I could just talk about maybe about the meetings, and we've referred to it a couple of times, but the environment, there's a freedom to disagree. And, and I think that's important to note um, because we want the best idea. We just don't want our idea. And so there's a freedom within our, our Sunday experience meeting, our staff meeting, to put out a different uh, perspective. Uh, maybe come at it from a different angle, and and sometimes it does get passionate in those meetings, um, but there's nothing wrong with that. We we want to create that environment to where it's okay to disagree. Let's come up with the best solution to the problem that's in front of us right now. Um, but we do struggle with that, and why is that? I think a lot of times we do have a lot of strong personalities in the room, and that's one reason. But another reason behind that is a kind of a spiritual reason as well. I mean, that pride kicks in. It's not my idea. Uh, oh, we're not doing what I wanted to do. And, and so we, as human beings, struggle with that uh, just from a pride perspective. And this is where you can link the first core value with the second core value. Man, we want to yeah. remember, let's honor Christ and honor his church. 
honor their man let's value their opinion let's value what they bring to the table and and so maybe just um important to bring out to establish that environment hey no going in we're not all going to agree all the time but put value in what the other person is saying yeah i think listening is a key when it comes to this you've got to learn to listen um listen and respect how the other person your teammate views a situation or views the world right like you said we think differently you may be on a staff right now and you may have someone who's opposite of you and the tendency is to kind of push away from them. The tendency is to kind of not interface with them. Um, and I would say that's that's really, like Robbie mentioned, pride on your part. Because humility says, I want to support the team. And I want to support every person on the team, even if they don't think or see it the way I would. That is really where that team camaraderie comes into play and where we can see God do amazing things because we are together as one. So we always support the team. I think there are many times, many examples that we do vigorously debate our own opinion, our own solutions. What we talk about, though, is that when we come into the room to talk about whatever the issue may be, whatever uh, the, the event may be, bring your ideas. We want, we want you to bring your ideas and come strong with your ideas. But the, at the end of the meeting, we leave our ideas there and we walk out with the idea that was the best idea, the idea that was decided on. And I think what you see play out time and time again with our staff is that we come in and, and sometimes we vigorously debate within a meeting. And, and, and it may even get a little bit tense at times, but, but we give that freedom to do that. But at the end of that meeting, when we walk out of that meeting, if if someone from the outside were to ask, hey, was that your idea? It, it doesn't matter whose idea it was. Yep. That is the idea. That it, it, I'm not telling someone else that, no, I don't even agree with it. Uh, I, 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 this was my idea. No, the best idea was uh, was decided, and we walk out of there united as a staff that we're going to do whatever that idea, whatever that decision was that was made. And we have a phrase that we use frequently. We, we praise laterally, but we only complain up. And there are times where, man, you know what? I don't agree with a particular decision. I don't necessarily agree with how we're approaching something. And there's a place to handle that appropriately. But but Steve going to Robbie uh, in his office after a meeting because he didn't like what someone said is not the place to do that and talk about someone behind their back. We, we only praise laterally. We, we praise each other. Praise goes all around. Uh, but we have a pastor that oversees us. And he, he has an open door policy that we can come and, and share any concerns, criticisms, complaints that we have. Uh, but if we're praising laterally and we're encouraging each other as teammates, man, it fosters that environment that we can truly function, not just say we're functioning, but truly function as a team. Uh, I think with these two core values, if I could sum them up uh, in Matthew 22, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. 
And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The reason these two are one and two is very intentional. We honor Christ in his church because it's the first and great commandment. And we honor each other because the second is like unto it. We, we, we are functioning and supporting the team because that is of utmost importance to the heart of Jesus Christ. And so those two things are very intentional. Why are they our top two core values out of six? Because on these two hang all the law and the prophets. Absolutely. What would you say, guys, to someone listening to this who works on a staff, a church staff, and they would say, yeah, you know, um, we I don't work on a team like you guys, right? Um, and that there maybe there could be a few out there like that where – you know, the culture is not to support the team. The culture is to kind of look out for yourself or, or maybe there's some motives there that we can't necessarily uh, prove, but you would feel like, okay, we're not following these core values. What would you say to a church leader who's kind of in that predicament? How can they, you know, find some hope and some direction um, where they're at right now? I would say you just start with, so you are on a team like that. If you are, it find yourself in that position, then really it goes back um, to yourself. Just provide the right example for everyone else. Um, so if you are a church leader, ministry leader that has a ministry team underneath of you, you can definitely have influence over that team and over that group to sort of set the example um, for for your church. And so I would say be be the right example. And I would say, kind of dovetailing with that, be vulnerable. Uh, I, I think of a situation within the past couple of years that uh, our our Reformers Unanimous Director, our uh, we have a mentorship program kind of all enveloped under Friday Night Church, uh, Pastor Billy Martini. Uh, he he realized, you know what, we we're, we've done some great things. God has blessed this ministry, but I, I don't feel like we're done growing. I, I feel like there's still yet more that that could be accomplished for the cause of Christ. But he didn't see a path to it. And so what he did was he invited some other team members in and said, hey, tell me tell me some things that I, I'm not doing that I should be doing. Show me some things that, that could improve this ministry. And, and he was very vulnerable in that moment. He didn't have to do that. It wasn't something that came up in, in the natural course of our meetings. And But he threw it out there. And he was very vulnerable. And you're talking about his baby now, Friday Night Church. And, and, and he's allowing others, he's inviting others to speak into it. And as a ministry leader, you say, I don't have a culture like that. Well, maybe Maybe if you got vulnerable for a little bit and invited some of the other teammates to speak into your area, maybe it would start to foster that idea of supporting the team and being a teammate. Absolutely. I would say make it a matter of prayer, you know, for yourself. If you find yourself frustrated on a team, make it a matter of prayer. Take some time to pray for your team. Pray for your teammates. Pray for them and really, you know, just ask God to help them and grow them. I just read a great book. Um, called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. I love the book. I've told everyone I know about this book, and it's a great book for assistant pastors. If you're an assistant pastor, I'd encourage you to read this book, and this podcast is not sponsored in any way by uh, this particular book, but it was very helpful for me because as I was trying to interface with our team and try to um, support our team and honor Christ and all these different things, the book really helped me to understand that I need to look at myself first. 
I need to make sure that my motives are correct. I need to make sure that my heart is right. I need to make sure that I am coming across to my teammates and those around me in the right way, that there's not a perception. Sometimes we can be blind um, to how we are. And we can look at the team or we can look at the organization and say, if they would just change or if they would just, and so many times it's really ourselves that need to change. And we need to, like you said, Steve, be vulnerable. Like you said, Robbie, we need to have those moments where we say, okay, what can I do and be a committee of one? So we honor Christ and his church. We always support the team. The next In the next episode, I'll kind of give you a little sneak peek here um, of the next episode. We're going to be talking about uh, core value three and core value number four, which core value number three is we develop before doing. And then number four is we see more and before. So I'm excited about those two. Those are really interesting, and I'm excited to talk about that in next month's podcast. Now, if you have any questions about today's episode or you want to know more uh, about what we do and our core values, maybe some more practical things that we do, we'd encourage you to email the podcast at podcast at rosedalebaptist.org. Also, please take a moment and share this episode on your social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are. That really helps get the word out. And then if you are in iTunes, if you're listening to this through iTunes, go on to our iTunes page and um, uh, our podcast page actually and and give us a five-star rating, all right? If you think we're worth five stars, which I think we are, guys, what do you think, right? I, absolutely, I think we are. They should their heads. That's right, five-star. If they could give us six stars, I think they should. No, I'm sure. But give us a five-star rating. And really what that does is this. We're not trying to say, oh, we, man, that's that's the level of our podcast. What we're really trying to do is this. By you giving us a rating, that helps get us more uh, visible on uh, iTunes and, and a podcast. And maybe some more church leaders can be helped by that. That's the goal of this podcast. We do this each month because maybe something that we're doing here at Rosedale could help you as a church leader. That's why we call it access. We want to give you access. And there's a lot of exciting things coming up, Steve. I'm very excited about kind of the future of this podcast and then also some other practical things that we're going to be doing to give church leaders access to our ministry. Uh, even um, something that we've been talking about, maybe having a special day uh, where we invite church leaders right here to Rosedale. But uh, we're talking through that and developing that, and you'll hear more about that on this podcast coming up in the months to come. So thank you so much for listening. Pastor Ravi, thank you so much. Uh, Pastor Steve, thank you so much for your insight and wisdom. And like we always do on our podcast episodes, Steve, why don't you give us a quick summary of what we talked about uh, and that way we can gain some truths, our church uh, leaders can gain some truths from this episode. Yeah, just very quickly, obviously we talked through the first couple of core values and just as a challenge, we're not asking you to take our core values and implement them into your culture. Uh, What we would challenge you to do is develop your own core values within your ministry. Take time as a a pastoral staff to write down who are we as a church? Who are we as a staff? Write those things down and develop your own core values. Maybe some of the things that we talked about would be beneficial. Uh, Honoring Christ in his church. I think that's, that should be uh, the goal of any pastor, pastor uh, at the, at the, 
the center of who they are, uh, that the idea of being authentic. I'm the same person, uh, whether, whether I'm deciding something about uh, the business function of our church or I'm ministering to, a, uh, to an individual within our church. I'm an authentic Christian. I'm putting Christ first and supporting his church. And then we always support the team and, and spending time finding ways to support the team, uh, making sure that you're a good teammate, making sure that you're, uh, you're, you're praising each other. Take a, take a minute, write a note to a teammate. Maybe it'll mean, it mean the world to them and, uh, praise laterally, complain up, uh, be, be intentional, be, be plugged into meetings, bring your ideas, but leave them on the table and go out with the best idea, go out with the idea that's been decided, have a unified front as a team. Thank you so much for listening to episode number five of the Access Rosedale podcast, talking about our core values. We have six core values and we talked about the first two this on this episode. We honor Christ in his church. We always support the team. We look forward to having you join us next month for another episode of the Access Rosedale podcast.